Hi, this is Penny. Uh, Just a quick note to let you know that um, unfortunately in this episode, my audio has a mysterious glitch sound in it, um, which is very annoying. Apologies. Um, So please bear with us. Um, If there's a moment where you're desperate to know exactly what I said, then just send me a DM on Instagram. I'm more than happy to fill you in. Um, But we thought this was quite a nice episode, so we wanted to share anyway. Um, Thank you very much for your understanding, and we hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Happy Hour, a work, culture and lifestyle show. We're your hosts, Penny Blackmore and Brittany Bowering. Um, And if you like the show... Please rate, review and subscribe um, and throw a small parade in your hometown. Thanks so much. <laughs> but with socially distanced people and masks, obviously. A socially distanced parade. That's the best. It's just people <laughs> walking down the street. That's all it is. 1.5 meters apart. <laughs> exactly. Completely normal people going for a stroll. That's the parade. Um, wow. Look at the, Look at us. Recording another podcast, <laughs> right? We did 70 episodes. This is 71. This it's it's a mad world we live in, Penny, isn't it? You'd think we'd stop, but we just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today, slash this week? What's going on with you? Um, I had a I have, you know those weeks where just they suck and it's Friday and it's over and you're like, yippee. Um Correct. That's yes, me. I do know those in a mm-hmm. nutshell. Um, I just want to say sorry to everyone. There were 16 people last week that listened to the episode that I uploaded by accident, which was literally just my audio, which is the most embarrassing (laughs) thing I can possibly imagine. So I'm really sorry about that. Uh, I messed it up. Um, In case you stopped listening and then just kind of walked away, you can go back now and listen to it. It's all there. And it is a really fun, it's a longer episode, which we don't usually do that long, um, but we did have three people on there. And that's what happens when you get a, a few extra voices. That's why. Well, one extra voice. That's right. Um, so give that one a listen, because actually I think it's a really, a really nice one, a very nice conversation-y one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How are yeah. you, Yeah. Well, well, Penny, uh, I was just about to tell you, even if you didn't ask, <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> Um, I, I feel similar to you in terms of just having a bit of a blase week, except for that is kind of, um, layered with also a feeling of like overwhelming anxiety. (laughs) No, I mean, that's too strong. That's too strong. It's not that I feel overwhelmingly anxious. I just feel a bit overwhelmed and a bit anxious. And therefore, it's adding a little bit more stress. That's It's not needed. It's a, it's a completely, it's a fabricated, which most, I mean, that's what anxiety is, right? It's like you freaking out um, about things that usually you don't really need to. Um, so I'm kind of do, dealing with that. But, um, you know, trying to be kind to myself, trying to be open uh, today I got a free cappuccino, uh, because of a, a little marketing stunt that Oatly, the brand, the oat milk brand is pulling around Berlin again, where they give away, they like pay for your coffee. So if you get a coffee with oat milk, so I got a free cappuccino yesterday and I got a free cappuccino today. And I have to say, 
It really brightened my day. <laughs> Amen. I just got it. I just went to the Spätkauf and I got a free beer and I don't know why. I think Did you it's just walk out with it? <laughs> no, the guy was like, that one's for me. And I'm, you know what? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> the guy behind the counter? Like it wasn't yeah. like another patron who like bought it for you? No, oh, wow. The guy behind the counter. I think it's because I'm much best, better looking with a mask on. <laughs> Was like, Does he know you? Only, Do you go there often? No, I'm in a totally different neighborhood because today, um, uh, basically, like, because there's lockdown at the moment, everyone's just co-working at friends' houses. So they're just kind of like migrating around Berlin. So I'm in a different neighborhood. I've never been to that Spati before. Um, wow. Yeah. So it was like I a think true... he liked the cut of my jib. Yeah. He liked the cut of your jib. That was a true, just like he a liked kind my gesture. Navy puffer jacket. And Must my have. blue jeans. And, your blue jeans. and my fine tukus. <laughs> maybe he That's liked. right. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I was just going to say he probably liked your smile, but he couldn't see it because you had on your little mask. So, But I smile with my eyes. I smile yeah. pretty much. I have these like crescent balls when I go anywhere. I'm like, like yeah. straining. The key is just squinting your eyes and lifting mm-hmm. up your eyebrows. And then you've got yourself an under the mask smile. Yeah. <laughs> Um, even if you're actually not smiling and you're just making those gestures, it works. It totally works. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's Friday. We're recording on a Friday. Um, I, uh, I mean, all days seem to kind of blend into one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being such a, a drab, a drab lady today. I, I'm, I am feeling a bit drab and you know what? I think it's important to be authentic and be, you know, it's okay that I'm not feeling as peppy and sunshineful as I usually am. Yeah, Brittany's not a ball of bubbles all the time. A bowl not of always. Bubbles, a bag of bubbles is what I meant to say. I love a bowl of bubbles. That a is bowl so cute. Of bubbles. <laughs> yeah. It's like when I, I thought my German boyfriend uh, called me a hamburger brain. Still my favorite thing. He he's I can't remember what he said, but I was like, did you just call me a hamburger brain? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, we need to get that going because that's hilarious. Work. I can't wait to talk about work. Well, <laughs> so Brittany, Brittany suggested the topic today. She was like, is this too depressing? And I'm like, no, I think people feel like this all the time. So we should discuss it. But we're going to be uh, chatting about being overwhelmed and a sense of overwhelm in general. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this is something maybe I'm I'm hoping I'm not the only one out there who can relate to this right now. Because I think this is very common for people to be feeling this during, uh, you know, a uh, pandemic, um, during, you know, the winter months are coming as well, where it's getting dark earlier. Like all of these things, you know, we're in lockdown, blah, blah, blah. Um, and also, by the way, the end of the year is always like, a bit of this extra, you get you, like, there's always the, all these last minute things coming into play when we're approaching the end of the year, you know? And I think that's also something to, to keep in mind. So I guess what I, I, cause I was feeling this in the last couple of days. So I was like, so I was of course, classic Brittany doing a bit of research into <laughs> what I can do to combat my, my feelings of overwhelm. And one thing I actually did before I did any research, which really helped me. And I don't know if this is something maybe you do as well, but I thought about it and I was like, okay, what is causing me overwhelm right now? Like what piece of work or what item on my 
like endless list is the one that I'm most worried about. And what can I do? Like, what are the steps that I can take that will help me feel more calm about it, you know, as a whole, you know? So I have this thing coming up next week that I'm a bit anxious about, overwhelmed because I feel like I'm not ready for it. And I love to be, I mean, I'm prepared, but I don't feel like emotionally ready for it. So I was like, how can I make myself feel more prepared and reassured that it's all going to be okay. And I made a list of the steps that I'm going to take. And I'm, you know, I'm only in step one, but it's already calmed me down by quite a bit. Well, what's step one, Britt? How do you feel about that, Penny? (laughs) What a great question. So I have a, um, the first step is that I'm going to do a run through of this event. Because basically what it is, is it's this big workshop that I'm running and I'm going to do a run through of, of the whole thing, right? That way, I will feel much more confident, you know, obviously. I mean, I always do run-throughs before I do any workshop at all. But um, I just, you know, I was, I'm currently working on, like, the slides and perfecting that right now and making sure everything is kind of in there that should be. And doing a run-through of it will be my first thing that will help me calm down. The second thing is getting all the tech prepared. So it's like doing a tech test run. Because that's also another thing that's on my mind where I'm like, okay, I'm introducing a couple of new tools to this one. Not new tools, but I haven't actually used them all together in one go. So I'm kind of like nervous about that because I'm like, well, what if it just completely flops and doesn't work? Um, So, you know, doing a tech test run is going to help me calm down a little bit as well. Um, And what else? Oh, yeah. And also going through my presentation and basically doing like an edit of it. So kind of like making sure that I the right words are there and everything's flowing correctly and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, those are my three steps that if I do those three things, I will feel much more like assured that everything's going to be okay. I think the run through is such a good tactic um, because actually when I'm writing articles and stuff and I get sort of stuck against a wall and I'm like, oh, I don't know which direction to go in. Um, I always step back and start reading out, out um, because that's a that's a great technique for just making you a bit more aware of what you're already doing and what needs to be done and and how it sounds and how it's coming across. And interestingly, like now that you're bringing all this up, I'm like, God, I get overwhelmed with work all the time. Um, and I think a big part of it is that I work alone and I yeah. work naturally. Um, and I like to bounce ideas off people and so on. Um, and I actually, to be honest, like my boyfriend's a developer. He has no idea what I do really. Um, but sometimes I'll just talk like, you know, I have this client and they want to marry this brand and this brand and bring it all under the same umbrella and develop a new value proposition and something, something, something. And he just stares at me and he's like, well, what do they want? And I'm like, oh, great question. Like, (laughs) and it just somehow, like I verbally process things. And so sometimes like if I am overwhelmed, one of two, I'll do one of two things. One of them is like, talk to someone about it and just Yes, you can use a rubber duck even. It can just be a fake person um, yeah. and just talk it out and try and like um, verbalize it a little bit. And something I used to do is actually record voice memos just of my, okay, so the clients asked me to do this, but they don't want to go in that direction because ABC, blah, blah, blah. And I just talk to myself and then I play it back and it has no answers in it, but somehow that really helps me. Totally. And then number two, 
I nearly dro- I nearly bumped my mic. Actually, I did bump my mic. Um, and then number two, I actually like wanted to talk about this today. Um, so I really believe in writing things down on paper. Just in my freelance career, how much it helps me to process something or start something um, and create like an information architecture. Um, and so I did a bit of research online to see what what that's all about. And there's a lot of research around how writing things down or typing things out, sorry, on your laptop is nowhere near as effective as putting pen to paper. Mm. Um, There's different neural pathways or something. So sometimes when I'm really overwhelmed, it's just a matter of like closing my computer and just getting some post-its and being like, what am I I doing? What am I not going to do today? What, you know, like just scribbling things down. And sometimes it's just very stream of consciousness. Like the clients ask me to refine this part of the process. What would I do? Like I might actually have those conversations and it really my mind and start prioritizing around what should happen. Totally. And like, I think you, you totally, you made it such a great point there about um, not like, what am I going to do? today or in the next, you know, hour? And what am I not going to do? Like, what are the things that I can set aside for now? And it would be better if I got them done. But guess what? That's okay if I'm not going to get them done. Um, I'm going to put them, you know, on to next week or whatever. And that's what I was trying to do as well this week was like, okay, what realistically can I put on the back burner? Um, So there are these little things kind of creeping up. um, And I've found just being super open and honest with my clients and just saying, hey, look, today, like this week has been really busy. Um, You know, so I'm going to have to actually get to that, you know, next, as long as it's obviously you haven't already promised that it's going to be delivered at a certain date. Um, That's, I think that's totally okay to do. I think we're always so hard on ourselves and trying to like push to, you know, do like stuff so fast and deliver everything like above expectation. And it's like sometimes it's not going to happen and it's okay to just chill and be nice to yourself and let yourself, um, yeah, like let yourself uh, just have a bit of a moment. Oh, 100%. And do you know what um, I've been learning lately? Because I think I've said on the podcast before, like, one of the ways that I keep my momentum is to tell my clients what the deadline is. So they'll be like, okay, when, um, you know, great, let's finish that piece of work. And I'm like, cool, I'll have it to you tomorrow afternoon. And that's how I make sure that I just do it instead of faffing around yeah. for <laughs> two days or whatever. Yeah. Um, but actually um, then you also have to know how to ask for more time without sounding like a bit of a slacker. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, like, I think all my clients are pretty nice people. So it's it's kind of easy for me sometimes, but I do actually think legitimately you can just send a text message or an email and be like, hey, can I have a bit more time on this? I'd just like to spend a bit more time on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you don't have to like give reasons why. You don't have to tell them that it's going to be longer or bigger or better yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You just say, I need to spend more time on it. And and honestly, like I tell all, I've taken to, in the first phone call that I have with any client, I'm like, I just need to tell you that sometimes I need to sleep on things. That's really good. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. Like sometimes I can finish an article or finish a piece of work and I can't, I don't feel good about sending it until I've slept on it. And then I come back to it with fresh eyes. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make these quick edits and that's it. Yeah. 
that's a classic thing that I've done in the past is I, I've, I've said what you were, what you were saying, where you ask for more time because you, you know, and then I make it sound like I'm going to make it this way, way bigger thing than I thought it was going to be. And blah, blah. And it's like, why did I just create more work for myself? There was literally no reason yeah. for me to do that. I've done that so many times. It's yeah. very irritating. Exactly. You'll, then in, when you I ask for more time, the other thing, expectations. The, oh, sorry. <laughs> we must have a bit of a delay. No, no, no. I think that was an internet. Yeah, we do. You go ahead. When you ask for more time, you finish that thought. Um, and the other thing, obviously, yeah, when you ask for more time, it can make the expectations change, as you just said. So it's important to just be like, I just want to spend a little bit more time processing it or something so that they know that the time might, might not actually equal output. It might just be thinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might just be thinking. Yeah, exactly. And I think another point that you made earlier that I wanted to just touch on quickly is you were talking about how you work alone, right? Like we're both freelancers, we're consultants. So it's, I think that is a, it's a, maybe not a recipe, but it it's like, it causes you to feel more overwhelmed, at least me personally, more like quick, quicker, right? Like when I work with a team, you have this feeling where you're like, oh, I can rely on this person. I can ask for help from this person. And as a you know freelance consultant, it's like, well, it's kind of all riding on you. And of course, you can ask for help. Um, but uh, you know, it's not like you can be like, oh, can I just actually leave this with you, or can I get you to pick up the slack on this thing? You know, you can't really do that. So it's sort of like everything's riding on you. And if you fail, it's just you. <laughs> exactly. It's quite stressful. Yeah. But it's definitely worth it. I think. Yeah. Um, it totally is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I feel like I've got a really good cure for your overwhelm in our culture section, Brit. Can't wait. Culture. <laughs> culture. <laughs> recording, honestly, rec it's like recording is always fun. Recording remotely is hilarious though, because there's always these like cute little glitches where we're like, beep, beep, bop, boop. Um, but it's still really fun because we still are looking into each deep into each other's eyes as we record. <laughs> okay, culture. I want to hear. I mean, you've already. I'm. I'm just sitting at the edge of my seat waiting to hear what okay. your culture. So, topic listen, is. guys. I I had a rough week. My mood was like below low, and I did what I do when I'm feeling like that, which is I listen to three episodes of The High Low, which is a podcast in a row. And I don't normally listen to it, but it's very easy listening to lovely British accents. They're talking about things like whether David Beckham has a new tattoo or whatever. It's just, it's semi-trash, but <laughs> I listen to it because it's easy and it's not stressful. And on the show, Dolly was talking about this book <laughs> by a woman... <laughs> I can't even tell you. This is embarrassing, by the way, guys. So just just hold on um, or just bear with me. Brace yourselves. Brace yourselves. <laughs> so um, Dolly was talking. She, she's one of the hosts of The High Low. She was talking about a book that she's reading um, by a woman who's like, I think she's like 49. She's a celebrity. And she's basically, it's not a memoir, but it's like this woman's tips on life. So it's very much like she's telling you her opinion on how things should be. The book is called Quite okay. by Claudia Winkleman. Um, she's the host of Strictly Come Dancing. And if you look her up on the internet, she looks deranged. She looks like she's 
quite odd. But for some unknown reason, like I'm one of those people, like if I'm in a sad mood, I just, I'm just desperately looking for content to cheer me up. I'm like, do I watch Harry Potter? Do I listen to the Hilo? Do I eat a sandwich? Like I'm, I'm like, what can I put into my body and brain to make myself (laughs) feel better? Um, So I downloaded this audio book. Yeah. um, Quite by Claudia Winkleman. And I fucking love it. (laughs) It is so, so. I'm so happy for you. She's, she's funny because she talks about things like T-shirts and when you should dump a guy and friends and um, what else does she talk about? She hates And I like her because she hates summer. She likes winter better. And I'm like, oh, you're like me. Um, and she talks about hating the country. And she's just like this. She's not particularly witty or anything, but she's like. She's almost like the old, like she would be 13 years older than me. So she's kind of like a a much older sister that you never had, who's really, she's got two kids, she's had a big career, she knows what's up and she's going to tell you what to do. And I tell you what, it's nice being told what to do, even if you're not going to do it. Yeah. It's just nice. Yeah. I'm one of those people who has a really hard time sometimes deciding what to do like a decision difficult. And I love that when people are just like, you got to do this, you got to do that. I'm always like, I'm like, perfect. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I mean, as long as it doesn't Mm. sound, you know, horrible. (laughs) Yeah. She's kind of like, she's like, if a guy believes in star signs, then dump him immediately. Sorry, but you know, like, has he heard of science? (laughs) It's really pathetic almost. So I'm embarrassed. Okay. Once you hear it or read it, you're going to be like, Penny, this is garbage, but I needed it. Like I needed that sense of like, yeah. And also she's one of those people who's like, oh man, like life is chaotic and like, you don't know what's happening and you're just doing your best to stay afloat. And sometimes you just get lucky and sometimes you get unlucky and so on and so forth. But it's all a big yeah. fun mess in a way. It's made feel really uplifted weirdly. Yeah. I was like really snobbing myself. I was like, you cretin, <laughs> like you're a pleb of content. <laughs> so I, um, I watched a video the other day on the School of Life YouTube channel about um, – it, I can't remember exactly what the title was. It was something about how to deal with uh, with like um, all the bad in the world or something. Or, you know, like when you feel like everything's really going crap, like crappy and everything's bad, how do you like come out of that, right? And actually, I know this sounds like, wow, Brittany, you're in a really weird space. <laughs> but actually... But actually this video, like it was just my boyfriend and I, we were looking at School of Life and we're like, let's watch a School of Life video. And then we thought, oh, this one might be fitting just for the time, right, of what's happening in the world. Anyway, we watched this video and I have to say, I was kind of looking forward to feeling like uplifted and to have some like actionable way to deal with things when you feel like everything's going wrong. But it was like, it was so dark, this video. And it was really weird. Like they they kept saying like, everything's awful. Like nothing's going, nothing's good is going to happen. Everything, you know, dies, everything ends. And like constantly badgering, (laughs) like it was like badgering the viewer with all these negative feelings. And then at the end, basically they said, but the thing is when people, like when humans are faced with this amount of like, um, uh, like negativity and, um, 
like, yeah, just like when when a lot of bad things happen to people, a normal human response and the best human response to have is to be extremely lighthearted about it and to the point where it's like weird, right? And then they referenced like, um, you know, back in the day when... <laughs> This is so weird that I'm talking about this. But back in the day when they did, like, behead- beheadings, you know, in the, the town square or whatever, they said that, like, a lot of people that were, like, approaching their death would would make jokes, like, all the time. Like, like you know, one guy would be like, uh, there's this, like, someone wrote down that this guy said, um, well, the day started like, you know, it started out to be a night or like the day started nicely or something like that. And, and like, making these, like, kind of sick, weird jokes in these times of like dark horribleness you know and anyways it was kind of interesting although it wasn't super uplifting because I was like oh so we just have to like make fun of all the bad in the world okay yeah I think actually like comedy I mean I guess it's comedy yeah I think that humor is a really good coping coping mechanism I think honestly to be it's a bit sad at the moment because I think a lot of people have lost the ability to just laugh at things because of how absurd they are or how ridiculous or, you know, like, yeah, I won't get it. Like sometimes things will happen and it's just yeah. like you've got to just laugh. What else are you going to do? Like getting upset about it is not going to help. You've just yeah. got to laugh and know that like, you know, life goes on. Yeah. But I do find sometimes life yeah, exactly. videos are a little bit like they're like, Yes, everything is bad, but st- adopt the mindset of the Stoics in the uh, eighteen, uh, the six hundred BC, yeah. um, and they know that life is bad and yeah. then you die. But if you just know that, then it's fine. <laughs> if you have low expectations, yeah, like basically that's what this video said. Mm. That's like exactly mm. what this video was saying, and I was like, I'm a bit, a bit disappointed. Mm. Um, but I mean, it was still, it was still interesting, mm. I guess, um, because of the way that people deal with that. But in other news, um, <laughs> I have been actually trying to not. So you know when you're like looking for a distraction with, like you said, consuming, right? Although this does involve consuming, but it's not. So I'm trying to get away from because I feel like I'm at home all day. I'm in front of my computer. I'm on my phone. I'm like, what I'm craving at the end of the day is actually a distraction from all those things. So I've really been, and I've been, I've been doing this for a while, but I've been really getting into Mm. cooking lately and like really trying to like enjoy it and just have this moment where I'm not speaking, you know, I'm not, I don't have to talk at all. I'll listen to maybe some like really like calming classical music or something and I just get into my flow there and it's really it's like a really nice stress reliever for me I thought I shared that you know a hundred percent for me it's like cooking and cleaning number two number one and number two meditation activities I wish that cleaning was this like stress reliever (laughs) for me. I just wish. Um, Also, I've started talking to my plants because I feel like maybe that will help. And that's just something that I'm testing out. I'll report back when I have more information. If everyone out there is a little worried about Brittany, don't worry. So am I. (laughs) I'll go over there as soon as possible (laughs) and sort her out because I'm... (laughs) I'm like petting my plant leaves and being like, you'll be okay. And the other day I actually watered, I watered my one plant and it's my newest plant. And I'm really trying to keep this one like healthy and alive. And so I watered it. And you know, when you water it a little bit too much, you know, the water comes out the bottom. 
I mean, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but whatever. So a little bit of water came out the bottom and I have it sitting on this thing. Anyways, it's hard to explain, but I have it sitting on this thing. So the water was like going onto my floors, right? So I came with some paper towel and I was like wiping it up and I was was talking to my plant. I said, don't be embarrassed. You know, (laughs) happens to everybody sometimes, you know, a little bit leaky. You know, a little bit leaked out. And that's that's totally fine. We'll get oh you God. all cleaned up and you'll be totally fine. Even though it was all my fault because oh, I overwatered it. You're anyway. Be, you're going to be an amazing cat lady. I know. I know. I'm really gearing up for that. <laughs> oh, God. Lifestyle. lifestyle. It's so annoying because no one has a fucking lifestyle at the moment. I know. But, um, <laughs> except for Australians. I bet they're going to a nice... Nice hot summer. Oh, yeah. So we thought we'd talk about what makes a great partner. And, yeah, Woo. because I think I um, I think it's really hard to find resources on this. Like, and I was listening to this book called Quite, um, and she was saying, like, when to dump him and when to keep him. And I can't say I agreed okay. with everything, but um, yeah. that's kind of what inspired this. So. Britt, do you have any thoughts? Oh, yeah. So oh, I'm actually this can really be gender excited. Neutral, obviously. So. Yeah, exactly. I think that's <laughs> why we use the word partner, which is a really great word. A nice gender neutral mm-hmm. term. Um, so I'm very excited that we're talking about relationships because we don't often delve into this topic on this podcast. Um, but I think that it's an interesting one to discuss. And I think that there are a lot of things, not that, you know, I would, not that you and I are like dating experts or we have some, you know, but I think that there are some things that are, um, that I've learned that I wouldn't mind, you know, throwing out into the world. And one of the things, I think the biggest thing, so other than the usual, so I mean, this kind of token, like respect, trust, you know, You should have fun with the person, yada, yada, right? Like everybody knows that. But one thing that I think is really important in a partner for me is that we have similar expectations. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, and and, and I even mean this in like a broader sense. Like I mean it in a small way where it's like, what do we actually expect to get from each other? And, you know, what does partnership mean to both of us? But also in the terms of like in the long term and in the long run. Like I remember like I've been with my uh, boyfriend for a very long time, like uh, seven years or something like that. And I remember the first couple years after getting together um, and my North American friends were always asking me, like literally every time I talked to them, they were like, so do you think you guys will get married? Like, you know, do you think he's going to propose? Like every time we went on a trip, they came back and they're like, did he propose to you? And I'm like, No, he didn't propose. Like, that's not. And it's so interesting because I feel like me and my partner are on this. We have a similar idea of what our goals are, right? And I think that some, you know, Mm. some people's goals are to get married and and to start a family. And that's totally fine. But like those, that wasn't, especially not seven years ago or six years ago, that was not my goal (laughs) to like marriage was not my goal, you know? Actually, all I wanted was to be in, like, a committed, loving, fun, happy relationship, you know? And so I felt like I had reached my my relationship goal. And then I kept getting asked by outside, you know, outside uh, people, like, 
you know, basically like, when am I going to reach my goal? And I'm like, oh no, I've, I've, I'm in my <laughs> I goal did it. right now. <laughs> I'm done. I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, but that's really interesting because if I had the expectation that I really wanted to get married and have kids and whatever, and then my partner doesn't have that, like that's, that's obviously a huge problem, but also just day-to-day expectations I think is super important. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my opening statement. Good. I'm going to, I'm just going (laughs) to agree with that and say also that it's, it's kind of good to have the same values. You know what I mean? Like, let's say I value like really expensive things and flashy holidays and, and, um, you know, superficial success (laughs) and like a big Instagram following values, like woolen blankets, quiet time and walks on the you know, in the forest, that's not a very good match. Like we're going to end up not respecting each other. One of the things that I think is really crucial that I definitely see not enough couples doing. um, And by the way, can I just preface all of this with, I think I might want to be a couples counselor. I think that would be so much fun. Really? Wouldn't it be so fun? I mean, like I could totally to, see you doing that. I could that. wear like my kooky glasses and like a furry jumper and I could be like, take a seat on the lounge, darling. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna get you guys back together. But anyway. So and you I'm can like, call the everybody darling. Yeah, and I'm very like interested in the dynamics of couples. And what I see happen all the time and also what's happened to me throughout many of my relationships is that one person doesn't actually listen to to the other. So um, for example, let's say I'm like, uh, can you not put the pillow? Okay. This is actually a real thing. Can you not put the pillows on the ground because I have a dust allergy? So once I put the pillow back on the bed and then I'm on it, I get really itchy eyes. So it has an impact on me. So many boyfriends in the past have been like, that's ridiculous. And it's like, I'm not being a diva. And the minute you dismiss me is the minute I have to escalate things. So that's when someone is, so for example, in my case, I would feel like rejected and unheard and dismissed. And so then I would escalate and I, you know, like be like, ah, you know, go, go crazy. And so if you're not tuning in and actually listening to what people are saying, even if you think it's a dumb thing, even if you're like, well, that's ridiculous, then actually it's, it might, it's not ridiculous for them. It might be really important um, and it might be a really small thing as well. So if you, yeah, that's, that's one thing. If you can find a partner who, if you're saying something that's important to you and they turn around and go, okay, what, what's that about? You know, like, tell me more about that. Yeah. Totally. That's the thing in my I opinion. think also another thing that I I've um I have a lot of female friends and of course we talk about relationships um a lot. And one thing that I remember having a conversation, this is a really long time ago actually, it was back in Canada, but I remember having this conversation with a friend and she was describing her partner. And uh like I just asked, I think I asked, like, how's you know, your partner or whatever? And she started talking. And, oh, yeah, no, because I had never met him. Sorry, I had never met him. So I was asking her, like, what's he like? And she's describing him. And and it was, like, about 70% of what she told me were bad things, like negative items where it was like, well, yeah, but he does this and he does that. And it's like, yeah, he irritates me because he does this and he doesn't, you know, and I'm like— and then she asked me kind of like what and that and I remember, you know, a few days later or weeks later, she asked me again, like what I she's like, what should I do? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, 
when I asked you about your partner, just to tell me what he was like, um, you know, you didn't really have all that much positive to say about him. And and the, the thing that registered with me is like, um, it's very important that you are happy with your partner most of the time. <laughs> like, I know that sounds yeah. silly, but it's like, that. 100%. it's like, I think people it are- It should be majority good. It yes. Should, like, they should actually add to your life Nine, you know, seventy-five percent of the time. Yeah, and it I think seventy-five like is good. Gifts. I don't think it has to be like gifts or compliments. It should be that they make your life materially and I like emotionally better seventy-five yes. percent of the time. And it's funny when you meet girls and and guys as well. And it's really sad because I've definitely been this where someone that says how so-and-so and you just realize you've spent the last 10 minutes making excuses for them and they're just like ah sounds really fun and you're like why am I doing this <laughs> like yeah um, yeah 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 totally yeah um that brings me to one of my other points and this might be ambitious but like I think this is the sign of a really nice kind person but I think that your partner and this includes you obviously um, but a good partnership involves like these kind of random acts of kindness that like surprise you a little bit where you're like, oh, oh, you're, that's so nice. I didn't even say anything. I didn't even ask. Oh, sorry. There's a cat jumping <laughs> on the door. It's really terrifying. Um, that's hilarious. But like you were listening and you are paying attention and you remembered to get me blueberries from the supermarket. Didn't even ask you to. You know, those tiny little things that just yeah. make you feel. Yeah. And I, I don't know whether it's important that they do them or whether it's how they it makes you feel as if you're special and you're worth paying attention to. I think that's um, it. I think that's really weirdly crucial. Yeah, I totally agree. To sum up. Uh, Penny is your new relationship coach. Um, it's important that you have similar values, or at least you agree on some values, similar expectations, and that you're just generally happy with this person. You know, I think those are the big ones. Exactly. 75% of the time. Exactly. (laughs) Any more than that. Well, that's just, it's too good to be true. All right. You heard it here first. Don (laughs) Tootin. Okay, so Brittany. Yes. Have you seen? I've got something to put in the show notes. Okay. It's going to make everybody happy. I'm really excited. What is it? So, um, <laughs> this is the kind of high quality content I engage with on a daily basis. But <laughs> basically, Brad Pitt volunteered at some kind of food service <laughs> where he delivers food to poor people or whatever. And he. I've seen apparently, this. Apparently, like. It's super cute, but also apparently he was a real fucking cool dude about it. I am. You know, like delivering food. Like he worked really hard, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Like really hard, as hard, harder than anyone. Didn't make a big fuss of it. Chatted to everyone. And that's what I want to hear. You totally. Know? I don't want to hear someone turning up. Yeah, I like Brad. I like him. He's a good guy. I, I, I've always been a bit of a fan of Brad. Um, I mean, and not only because he's obviously hot, but like. I I mean, well, except for the whole, I mean, you know, Jen, right? 
Jennifer Aniston, Angelina, that whole debacle. But hey, you know, I don't know, right? I don't know what happened there exactly. But the point is— I tell you I, what, <laughs> Angelina Jolie came along and she's like, hello, I'm the hottest woman in the world. You're the hottest guy in the world. We should have babies. That's what happened. Yeah. Touche, right? Touche. Uh, bitch. Touche, bitch. That's it there. Um, yeah, no, but I've always been a fan of him. I think he's, uh, like, he's very charming, you know, but in this weird down-to-earth, cool, I mean, how could you not be cool if you're Brad Pitt, I guess, right? Um, listen, I would love to be Brad Pitt. Yeah. love to sit on his lap. I have 6% <laughs> battery. I think I might have to go. Oh, my God, Penny. <laughs> Is you, that rude? Just you'd I like just to mean s- like a I okay, like clothes, just but sit on like his lap. Sit on his lap, clothes. Oh my god! Come on, should <laughs> we cut that out? <laughs> I don't I mean think clothes. so. I think like we have to Santa leave it in. Claus. Okay, clothes. <laughs> like got Claus. it. Okay, like got it. On I'm on board with that. That's your head. That's it. If Penny has one more Aperol spritz, we're really going to get to the truth of the matter here. Uh. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Happy Hour. And remember, don't be a dick. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.